Value Town is a production of ChamMV TV. Find out all show information and details at ChamMV.tv. Value Town is directly supported by listeners like yourself via patreon.com slash valuetown. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 137 of Value Town. I'm Chan Man V, and joined today, of course, but with Ali Straza and the return of Jackie Chan. What's up, guys? The return. The Hello. Return. The return. <laughs> the return of Jack. Of the, the, the return of the king. The lich king. <laughs> uh, so, how was vacation, Jackie? Yeah, no, it's good. It's uh, good to be back. But no, I had a really great holiday, uh, action-packed, um, partying, chilling, nice. enjoying partying. the weather. It was uh, it was very nice, but good to be back playing half then. <laughs> had a much better time than I did this last week. Uh, <laughs> Ali, how, how about you? How was this week for you? Uh, yeah, everything's been good. Just been really preoccupied with the October Brawl, which we're going to talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's pretty much just been on my agenda, so... Cool. Yeah. How are you doing with all the the hurricane, the hurricane stuff? stuff? You, all right. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I so I was pretty much unscathed. I mean, I had a few nicks and you know just with the house with, uh, but not really storm related actually. Like my garage spring broke, which I just fixed, which is pretty cool. But yeah, other than that, I think we got really really <laughs> lucky. I mean, it was you know the winds were howling and things like that, so it was uh, kind of scary during that time. But overall, uh, yeah. nothing happened. Lots of trees uprooted. So the winds were for real around here, uh, but nothing like, you know, the people in the Florida Keys and in Naples. Yeah. And Gosh, have you seen some of those? Oh, my goodness. Some and the, the Keys is there? so beautiful, too. It's I know. Really, I hope that they're going to be able to recover it. Yeah, it looks really devastating. It's quite horrible. 95% of the homes are destroyed or damaged what? to the point where people can't live in them. Yeah. Oh, my God. 95%. I didn't know that. It's crazy. Isn't that crazy. nuts? That's- yeah. That's terrible. So, yeah. I had no idea. I didn't know that. Oh, my yeah. God. So, anyways, the hearts go out to the, all the folks that were heavily affected. And hopefully, you guys, if you, you are listening, will uh, get some relief. And hopefully, the show will cheer you yeah. up, too. You know, like, play yeah. some Hearthstone, too. I think the maybe your cellular phones are working. You know, thank God, yeah. thank God uh, Hearthstone is a mobile game, right? <laughs> <laughs> thank goodness. <It's> true. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we got a packed show for you guys. We've got uh, obviously October Brawl, like the alley was mentioning. Both of these guys pitted against each other with light and dark. I know. Here, void, void and light. Um, but then we got enemy some... over here. Enemy. Enemy. <laughs> we'll keep it civil for the sake of the podcast. That's but, right. You know. That's right. You guys are making me choose, too. <laughs> uh, we got some news from uh, Mike Denae, as well as uh, some news about the nerf patch. Uh, as well as DreamHack Montreal happened this weekend, and uh, HTT. Oh, I put EU on here. It should be actually APAC. So that's my bad on the topic there. But we'll also preview a little bit of HTT America that's coming up too. Uh, and then Smilestone. Yay! We still reached the Smilestone milestone. So we'll do some Smilestone there. And then MechaTorx Workshop. Got a couple cards from uh, patrons and fans. Uh, and then we've got a challenge, a, a host challenge this week. 
and another deck of the week. So Q&A at the end, as always. So uh, if you guys are interested in writing in any questions for Q&A or submitting any cards for Mechatorist Workshop, go ahead and do that, valuetown at chanmaybe.tv. Okay, our week in Hearthstone. Let's hear about some October Brawl, given that this past week was uh, the first one. We previewed it last week. Ali kind of gave us the lowdown on it. But how was actually getting a chance to start and play with those starter decks? I mean, honestly, I've been having a lot of fun. Uh, t t today, though, <laughs> we, we got our second round of packs, and uh, unfortunately, Team Void got... Uh, seven packs for each. Uh, Way. So they got fourteen, <laughs> and we got three packs. So I got six packs. So um, what? That's like crazy yeah. difference. Oh my god! Crazy gosh. difference. Fourteen packs to six. Yes. I know. <laughs> That's not fair, I mean, it's fourteen man. light. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's fourteen light, guys. Right. Um, I'm, no, but I'm honestly, team light right now. I can tell you right now. I'm actually yes! on team light. Screw you, chat man. <laughs> I said I'm splitting between you guys, so next week will be team void. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Gosh, that's a big difference, man. That's that's kind of crazy. Yeah, team light needs to step it up a little bit, or at least the support for team light needs to step it up. Yeah. So, did you get anything good? Like, what, what cards did yeah. you guys get this pack? Jack didn't go. Yeah, no, Void have been killing it. So thank you to everyone who's been supporting Void. Yeah, no, did you get well, no did you get been, any good cards in the pack? Did you get any cool I cards? I got um my best card so far is um well I got Black Knight when I first opened Legendaries, which is pretty good. And today I opened double Mustafa Battle, which is oh, amazing. Yeah, that's man. insane. That's it. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> They're my best cards. Mustafa Battle. Forgot the I forgot you guys were playing wild. So. Like, I've got yeah. double minibot as well. So I've got you double minibot. Mini yeah, yeah. Oh, I've got double minibot and double Mustafa battle, but I have like no other good paladin cards. So I'm like purely Those are all you need, man. Minibot. Yeah, <laughs> Get that board control and just hope it carries you the rest uh, of the way, right? Okay. I all right. got How about you, um, Ellie? I got Antonitis as my like starter legendary. So I, I kind of lucked out there. I've been playing a lot of mage. Okay. And I got yeah. um two piloted shredders. So that's what I'm working with right what? now. That's good. Yeah, that's that's, that's pretty good. That's good. Yeah. Okay. But okay. um other than that though, not not not, not too good. Great of All stuff. right. So I got Go ahead. Memeron, you know the Memeron card. The... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Memeron. That was one of... Memeron. Yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah so that was one of my legendaries. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, that not working with that much. Yeah, if you pull that off, you should get bonus points for that. I know. Totally yeah. bonus points for that one. Um, okay. Well, October Ball sounds like a lot of people are having fun. Um, something that did come up, and it's on Reddit today, that got quite a bit of votes. I thought it would be worth discussing. Is is what you guys go, are, are going through with the October Brawl and what you're ending up playing against in the ladder, is that indicative of the new player experience? Because, um, you know, in this Reddit thread I'm, I'm referring to, uh, it's framed in the standpoint that it's more negative in the fact that, you know, they're watching Crip and Tyus and you guys playing against Jade Druids and stuff like that. And, you know, you guys have these, these completely <laughs> limited decks. Is this what new players have to face every single day when they're you know at rank twenty or twenty one, whatever it is? So, what do you guys think? Is this you guys feel the same way? Is this actually indicative of? No, I mean I think that you do get that. Like you do get 
even at like the lowest ranks, you do get people playing Jay Druid and playing like Kazakus Priest. But it is a lot different to playing at ladder at like High Legend. Like there's mm -hmm. the kind of it's a lot less consistent. You play some crazy stuff as well. You play against every single class. People trying different stuff out in different classes, but you do get like probably. I mean, if I had to guess, I'd say probably about mm, 30, 40 percent of your games are against a, a top tier deck. Mm -hmm. Probably, mm -hmm. uh, but that's yeah. not necessarily a top tier player piloting them. Um, and right. it, sometimes it does make a big difference if you've got like a, a lower a yeah. player who's not quite as good. Um, but it, it's almost like you know, other games people talk about smurfing. If there's someone playing like the a really good player playing a really good deck at a low rank, it's just like smurfing in another game where, as a new player, you're not coming into the game expecting to be everyone, um, right? Right. But yeah, you do kind of expect it to be a little bit more of a level playing field than it is. But, uh, so, yeah. I have had quite a few people um, saying this to me in chat, you know, like, oh, Ali, is this a representation of the new player experience? And it's not entirely a representation because we have different parameters here. Like, we <laughs> yeah. are not allowed mm -hmm. to disenchant cards We're not and craft them. Like, that's... You know, new, new players can deal. do that. That's a big deal. Like, I've huge, got huge a, multiple copies of Argent Squire, you know, where I feel like yeah. I could just disenchant them. Actually, that probably wouldn't be that much dust anyway. But, um, and also, we can't purchase an arena, you know, ticket to, to play an arena game. So it's definitely not the true new player experience. Um but yeah, I mean, I can kind of see why why people are you know kind of drawing the comparison in, in a certain mm -hmm. uh, respect. So yeah. I mean, I I think the yeah. thing that stands out the most, and that like you guys are both mentioned, it's not really anything that's new. You know, th this mm -hmm. has been happening for a long time now. Is that yeah, at yeah. rank twenty, you guys end up facing sometimes really good decks because some people just have a lot of cards at that rank, whether it's smurfing yeah. or it's just bad players that just have really really good cards and it's indicative of just the ladder again like i don't think the ladder yeah. is, is like wide enough right now so you have a lot of people clumped up in that 20 range i, I think somewhere in that 40 percent of players is probably rank 20 you know 30 or 40 percent of players are probably in that rank 20 area so there's a lot of people in that area and there's a big range and you know yeah. you, you don't really separate them very very well yeah i think like net decking is something that has kind of become more and more popular yeah. as hearthstone's gone on mm -hmm. as well like towards the start of hearthstone there was kind of like not so much net decking people were just building their own stuff and nowadays there's a lot of it and you see kind of all stages of ladder you'll see jay druids you'll see kazakas priests it's um, right. people are it's ve very a lot of people are very aware what the best decks are um whereas when i started playing the game that wasn't the case yeah, it's it's so. Oh man, that's the one thing that will always get me. And I, you know, I'm like a broken record at this point when it comes to net decking. But you know, it's it's like the, it's like the most. I hate net decking. Well, it's 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 tough because the most compelling thing to give to the community from a standpoint of, you know, let's just say the business side of things, like a website trying to make money, or a tool that's trying to make money, or you know, whatever it is, right? Or even just like a caster or a a player that wants to become more fam you know famous or or more um, <coughs> you know, just prominent in the community for being a good player is just creating these decks and, and giving it to people and spreading in the you know the word right all of those mm -hmm. things are in line with doing that 
But at the same time, net decking, I think, is one of the worst things for the game. So it, it's, it's, it's so crazy. It's funny because I, I do agree with you, and but there is a large portion of the community that, like, doesn't support, uh, how do I say this? Like, doesn't support creativity sometimes. Like, you know, I've gone to make, like, that um, that dragon mage deck. Like I was like, all right, I'm just gonna try and make this thing. And you know, a lot of the people are just like, why are you why are you playing? Like why are you why are you trying this? Mm -hmm. You know. So it's almost like I definitely see what you're saying, but there is a portion of the community that's just like, well, why are you playing a bad deck? You know, like play play Jadrid, play Kazakh Priest. And so um, it's definitely different attitudes. But mm -hmm. yeah, but I, I love creativity. Like I, I definitely think that yeah net decking has has gotten a lot worse and stuff like that but i'm i'm definitely guilty of it like i net, net tech all the time um but yeah it's but you know everybody's trying to win in hearthstone and that that's, everybody's trying it, to win exactly yeah that's the objective it's just you know it takes a lot away from hearthstone but um yeah, yeah i think overall it's not a new player experience which i think was what we're concluding because you know you guys can't dust anything that's so huge not being able to dust and yeah you know even yeah get but the cards at the same time home. yeah at the same time, we are getting given a big chunk of packs every week, which is probably more of an upside. Well, in the short term, it's more of an upside. Yeah. In the long term, obviously, it's bad to disenchant. But um, another it's thing is, like... a lot of people are, um, especially this Reddit thread in particular, a lot of people have been very kind of negative about it, are like, um, oh, this is a terrible, this is what new, pl new players uh, experience, it's mm -hmm. terrible, it's really bad. Um, that I've watched the streamers uh, doing the October Brawl, and mm -hmm. it's kind of not very good to watch. But personally, I've been having a great time doing it. I'm all the way up to rank 13. I've been playing loads Jack of different decks. I've been, yeah, I've been like playing lots of different, lots of time into it. It's and none of my decks are particularly battle. good. <laughs> like all of my, if you look at any of my decks, you'd think, you'd think that is terrible. <laughs> oh, wait, so are you rotating between and classes and stuff? Are you yeah, just yeah, I'm trying, Oh, you are, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm That's trying cool. different things. Yeah, That's I don't know which is my best. Deck, How yeah. many classes do you feel like you can work with? Because I, I kind of feel like I've got three classes, and I tried to like mm -hmm. go and make uh, decks with other ones, and I just simply don't have enough cards for for other classes. Yeah, I've probably got like like about four or five. Probably there's four okay. that I just wouldn't even try. But yeah, right. Probably about four or five. Any of them hunter by chance? Um, no. No. <laughs> okay. But I don't right. have high main, or you know, so yeah. I'm. It's a pretty terrible hunter, but <laughs> I figure hunter might be good in this kind of free to play scenario, just because the hero power itself is so much damage. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. throwing down any minions and just trying to <laughs> just punch them down or facing them down might be okay. So no hunter, interesting. No, I mean hunter's got like like from the basic set, you've got like animal companion, kill command, hammer, mm -hmm. which yeah. were really good. But yeah. I didn't from the packs I opened, I haven't really got much stuff to support uh, it in the early game, yeah, so I'm not tough. like getting ahead enough um right. but pre mage actually has the best basic cards mm -hmm. i think yep and mm -hmm. i i haven't even got any good mage cards from packs really but my mage has been doing well anyway just because of frost bolts and fireballs right. and that type of thing imagine if you're antonitis yeah. though <laughs> <laughs> hey well i've got antonitis and i'm not <laughs> wearing 13 uh, so. for the late game man she's like late waiting game. for like the last couple weeks of the, the october break yeah. to just dominate people just watch out Jackie. yeah that's right uh, what was your legendary, Jackie? If you, you all got a legendary in the start. Yeah, at the right? start, mine was um, Scenarius. I haven't okay. used him yet. <laughs> Scenarius, interesting. Scenarius is still pretty, pretty good. Um, so at the end of the week, there's going to be some kind of matchup. 
Do you guys know who you're playing? Are you guys playing each other? Um, yeah, I, I think it rotates each week, so okay. we okay. will play each other at some point. I'm not sure yes. if this is oh, week, oh, man. I do know who I'm playing, but I'm not sure if I'm supposed okay. to release that yeah. information yet. But okay. yeah, the grudge match will be um, on Friday. So right. definitely have to tune in for that. Um, get hyped. Yeah. So <laughs> guys, want to support Allie? Go Team Light. This is Allie's no. channel. <laughs> you want to support, support Jackie? Go, go Team Void. <laughs> uh, team okay, Light needs there's... help, guys. Obviously. Yeah, Six packs yeah, of four teams. need a lot of help, Dude, actually. There is oh, nothing man. wrong with mentioning Light first, because when you sign in the Hearthstone, it shows you t the Void card that, back uh, first. They, they it's do. like, boom, Team Void. To be honest, the, the Void card back does look cooler, <laughs> yeah. too. I mean, just to be completely <laughs> objective yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well let's uh, let's talk about some news because we've got a couple uh, things from the developers. So it was announced today that the nerf patch that you know we talked about last week is going to be happening on September 18th. So um, you know next week, kind of Tuesday, like always, we'll be able to play with all these uh, you know nerfed yeah. innervates and, and things like that. And Jackie, yeah, Jackie, you weren't here last week I mean, when we talked about it. So what's your general yeah. thoughts on maybe the five-minute summary of, of the nerfs? Uh, of the nerfs? Um, okay. Uh, Hex. I think it's it's one of those cards where it's always been very strong, but it's kind of, it's dependent, it's always depended whether it's been played or not, whether on, like, if Shaman has good cards to support it or to work with it. So it kind of goes in and out of the meta, if, depending on if Shaman has good cards or not. Um, and but I think the I think the reason I like the nerf is that Shaman doesn't have a lot of stuff in the three mana slot, and not as much stuff in the four mana slot. Um, yeah. I think it's perfectly fine. I, I, I don't see a particular reason for it to happen unless they they're planning on printing control Shaman cards that are particularly strong in the near future. But I I, th I think a, a three mana hex was always a little bit too strong, so I'm completely fine with that nerf. Mm -hmm. Um, Warx did seem oh, a bit. This is, the um, this is the big one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I don't even know your guys' opinions. Like everyone else has said their opinions. I've been away, so I don't even know what everyone's thinking. But people are probably looking at me like, "What is he talking about?" Like. <laughs> yeah. No. What's your opinion first before I? Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. If after I've given my opinions, can you guys? Give yeah. Me yeah we'll give ours again. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah, tell okay, you. We'll yeah. tell you. I'm curious yeah. though before yeah. I say anything. So, <laughs> Um, it's obviously a card that's all people have always said Warwick is too strong. At two mana, it's obviously a very overpowered card, but because it's been such an overpowered card, it's kind of restricted Warrior's like two mana slot. It's just completely dominated Warrior's two, two mana slot. So as soon as you change it to three mana, it's like, what is a control warrior deck especially doing on turn two? And how are you going to remove stuff? Armor up, armor, <laughs> armor. yeah, armor up, yeah, armor smith, I guess. Yeah. But um, it just seems a bit weird, though. Like it's almost like you wish. Like I wish Fiery Warriors could be two and a half mana. If it could be two oh, and a half mana, man, that would be half increments. That would, that would be, be perfect. So it's okay. it's one of those where I feel like it is definitely too strong at two mana, and so something had to be done about it eventually. But three mana makes it a bit too harsh, okay. and that is one of the things I was talking. I was talking the other day about how. Hearthstone has like rounded totals, like you have like one mana, two mana, three mana, instead of like ten mana, twenty mana, thirty mana. And if you mm -hmm. had if you had like bigger totals, you could make something like twenty-five or two point five mana or twenty-five mana. Yep. So it's that like would in be between. Cool. Yep. Um, yeah. 
Agreed. But yeah, yeah. that's really interesting. Yeah. The, the, the thing about the, the, the Warwick's nerf as well is it, it hurts every single warrior deck. They like pirates and control. It's every single warrior deck plays Warwick. So yeah. I mean, I, I guess if you, I want like us, it, though. if you want us to talk about, I guess, our opinion. So, like, with Hex, I, I think we're all agreeance on that. Like, it's not a huge change, but it's just one of those that I think it's been in the mix for a long time, and they just decided to do it yeah. now. Same with the War Axe. I think maybe War Axe had, was influenced by Pirate Warrior stats, but it was one that people have been talking about for years now. So, clearly, yeah. it was on their radar for years, too, and they just decided to do it now. Um, <laughs> so, War Axe, yeah. I think we had some differing opinions on War Axe. Like, I was pretty similar to you, Jackie. I think it frees up design space for Warrior. I just think the bat timing was terrible because they didn't yeah. they didn't prepare for it. Like, there, there's nothing in the two-slot or anything preparing the Warrior for this change. It's just pretty, pretty tough. And now, after yeah. now, Ali, what, can, what was your thoughts? Can we that? agree that Warrior has the worst hero power? Like, yes. yes. Okay, they so the reason that... I think Warrior having the best weapon, um, like, it makes sense that they would have the best weapon because they have the best hero power, right? Because you yeah. can use weapons, yeah. but, you know, because your hero power allows for it. So I didn't have a problem with it having the best weapon because I think that represents the class completely. And I don't think that Fiery War Axe was nearly as powerful as something like Innervate. And so you could probably make the same argument, well, oh, yeah, well, Innervate, you know, is... A representation of the druid class but i just don't think the power level was you know like war axe's power level isn't nearly as much so i i didn't really like the nerf i i feel like it yeah. it should be known for having the best weapon and it's warrior it should have the best weapon end of story but yeah. that's my that's my opinion yeah thematically should i agree with that totally mm -hmm. i i think the only yeah. tough thing a tough part is that a lot of times when i'm playing different types of warriors you know, I'll have two fiery war axes, and I'll have two. Um, gosh, I'm not even. What's the four mana weapon? I'm like totally drawing a blank right now. Blood razor. Uh, blood, yeah, blood razor. And I have two of those. I never end up using all four of them in a very efficient manner. You know, so yeah. I think it's one of those things where if they want to, you know, get people to play blood razor, then you know they have to do something about war axe. Otherwise, the other weapons are just not playable, to be honest. Because there's only so many weapons you can play unless you're playing pirate warrior. Like, Pirate Warrior has, what, four? Or, or, I mean, if you count First Mate, it's, you know, I guess six. But, you know, First Mate isn't just a weapon. A weapon literally has no tempo on the board, right? So it's, it's more of a, a removal value type of play. So um, you can only play so many. So for me, it's just purely a design space thing. I, I wonder if Pirate Warrior did play a factor, play a role in, in them doing I think this. it might have done. Because, like, Pirate Warrior's early game is much worse now. Um, without yeah. Fiery War Axe. So 18? That's when these go yeah, live? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, Innervate, Jackie, what do you think about that? Like, um, so, okay, I'll quickly Spreading Plague, uh, very brief. I'm actually disappointed with that. I wanted them I wanted them to go full Warsome Commander on Spreading Plague and destroy the card. Yes, that was what I was hoping to. Yes! That's what I was hoping to. Full Warsome Commander. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we actually Just want like... a card destroyed. That's how bad that card is. You know, we're not I even going to criticize you if you destroy that card. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted them to get rid of it. Yeah. Just remove, not even nerf it, just remove it from the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, innovate, I think they had to nerf it, I think, but it's kind of a weird way to do it because it's like a coin. Would you play a coin in Druid? 
probably not unless you're playing like Violet Teacher. So mm -hmm. I'm I'm happy with it though. To be honest, I'm happy with it. Okay. Um, because it is the it is the most significant card. It's the card that allows people to innovate out their ultimate infestation or innovate out their mm -hmm. spreading plague or you know what I mean. Like at one manner, I think it probably won't even be played. Um, which is See, a great that's the thing. Biggest question. Yeah, it will completely change Druid. It will completely change Druid. So, yeah, yeah. I'm happy about it. And then the Murloc. I'm excited. Warlock. Yeah, me too. Murloc War Leader. War Leader completely agree as well. Murlocs are typically very aggressive but vulnerable to AOE. War Leader makes them not vulnerable to AOE. So, yep. Happy that it sticks with the theme of Murlocs of still being very aggressive but makes them slightly more vulnerable to AOE. Yeah. Okay. Good deal. Agreed. So uh, September 18th, guys, Tuesday. Get ready for. I don't know, maybe a shake-up in the meta. Or maybe Shit. not. Or maybe not. <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> yeah, maybe Fire just... Warriors with their three mana war. <laughs> Priest just gets better, basically, which we'll, we'll talk yeah. about in a second here. Um, another bit of news is that Mike D Danae uh, mentioned that uh, the arena synergy that was being talked about for weeks and weeks now is going to be removed. Um, not in this coming patch on September 18th, but soon after, is what he said. Uh you know, we don't play Arena that much, you know, between the three of us. We're, we're for the most part, uh, constructed players. But uh, what do you guys think of just the, the synergy and the removal of it? It's just kind of... We were talking about this before we started, but it's just kind of weird timing that they... It was so quick. Like, they were so quick to make the change, and then they're like, well, lol, JK. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> lol, JK. Monka S, yeah. Monka S, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. um, I... I, I don't have that much of an opinion because I didn't. I don't play arena very much, so I don't know like if it made it significantly worse. I probably did one run with it, and I, I didn't really notice too much of a difference. So, but like I said, I don't play arena very much. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a change where as soon as they announced they were going to make the change, most people in the arena community were not happy about yeah. it and thought, "Why are you doing this? It's going to make arena worse." Like people get a synergy and then they'll suddenly get a whole synergy deck and, and know what to base the deck around. Um, and then it just makes you think, what made them make this change in the first place? Like, mm -hmm. what were they... What? Yeah. How did they think this was going to improve Arena? And then they present it and everyone else completely disagrees and thinks it's going to make Arena worse. So Yeah, I wonder what the thought process was there. I mean, I'd, I'd like to get XR on here or maybe Mike on here one of these days and ask him about their thoughts on arena because you know i, I think that there is this uh, you know, they, they've said in the interviews i believe that there is this um i guess this hope or this direction that they're taking that they want to put some elements of standard into arena right or you know they want to have maybe some semblance of that meta imposed into arena mm -hmm. in, in some very you know just very light way and uh, I'm not sure exactly why they want that. Like, if it's an accessible yeah. reason, or if they want literally everything to be centered around standard and, and that type of play. But um, you know, this change, the whole synergy change. I don't know a single arena player that's you know a dedicated arena player that liked it. You know, all yeah. the streamers that I know they didn't like it. And so, I I don't think that direction's correct. I like that arena is totally different. I want Arena to be not like standard at all, you know, and yeah. it's important that our game formats are different. We don't want everything yeah. just to be the same. That's boring. Like, if standard gets boring, and it's like an all-in type of thing, too. So if they do a, an expansion that totally flops, you know, from the standpoint of standard, like Karazhan did, 
then they're affecting Arena too. You know, Karazhan <laughs> Arena was not that bad. Like if everybody remembers, Arena during that time where Standard was just god awful was not bad during that time. Is that when Abyssal Enforcers were running rampant? Like when Warlock was really no, good. Abyssal what? Enforcer was that uh, was like Phalanx uh, Portal, right? Uh, what was that? Wasn't the, the one Abyssal you're talking about is when when Firelands Portal came out. Yeah, Firelands Portal. Right, right. When when that first came out, they they had to make a, a tweak for that, right? Abyssal Enforcer, I think, was Gadgetzan, wasn't it? Mm. I have no uh, idea. Actually, I, I, no idea. Yeah, I, I think it was. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, it's, it's I just remember there was a there was a point in time in Arena where yeah. Warlock was like OP because you would get Abyssal Enforcers all the time. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. those kind of changes they've tweaked, right? But for right. the most part, it wasn't bad. You know, like I, I think that Arena, some of the best moments in Arena historically has happened in that within this last year. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, I think this this move to try to you know synergize things, you know, in a way, even though the, the, this whole thing is about synergizing the first two, uh, isn't necessarily a great idea. It's good that they rolled it back, though. You know, I applaud them for actually making a change because it's very rare we see Blizzard, you know, be able to react in that. Really quickly. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. It's definitely good. Um, so, anyways, yeah, all the arena folks, I, I'm sure. I think most of the arena. Um, community is going to be happy about this and we'll be seeing that definitely in the near future um okay let's talk about some of the events that happened because uh i think the events were really really interesting just because you start to see at least what the event meta is you know become it, it just becomes more and more clear and um we had dreamhack montreal happen this weekend as well as htc apac and um dreamhack uh you know, Muzzy ended up spoilers. Muzzy ended up winning it. Uh, so Muzzy <laughs> notches another win for himself. You know that just ha isn't quite HCT, but you know he he sure can win a lot of these other tournaments. Really, really, uh, just at a high frequency. But um, you know, one of the things that I noticed about watching that and a little bit of APAC too, I, I couldn't catch as much just because it was so late at night. Is a lot of priests versus priests, <laughs> like a lot mm -hmm. of priests versus you know pirate warriors. And you're, you're seeing a lot of that because there was bans, right? So people would either ban Jade or they'd ban Priest or they'd ban Pirate Warrior, right? It's just kind of one of the, one of these, pick your poison. So yeah. um, we saw a lot of Jade Druid banned. And actually, sometimes when Jade Druid wasn't banned, it just didn't do well. So it was a very, very odd <laughs> odd weekend. But Priest vs. Priest was, um, I don't know. I definitely have some opinions on it, but I kind of want to get y'all's thoughts on just Streamhack. What would you guys, if you guys caught any of the matches, if, if you thought... If you think any of these these uh, the, the meta right now is any thoughts on the meta right now? I caught a little bit of it, um, just in reference to the priest versus priest yeah. games. I mean, I I do love playing Highlander priest. Like, I think it's a lot of fun. But yeah, like the first few turns are just nothing's going on, and then <laughs> you know. So and it's funny because you know a lot of people want to control meta, but I think mm -hmm. a lot of the time when it comes to tournaments, like. The, the really long games in the tournament setting, it's kind of like, oh, you know, like it's, it's a little <laughs> bit draining sometimes when, the, when it's just extremely long. But obviously, like, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can play those uh, control decks. And it's I do think it's very interesting to watch the best players in the world, like what play they would make. You know, it's 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 um, yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's definitely interesting to watch. So, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, Jack. I know you were out for a bit, but have you seen just some priest versus priest matchups? Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch. Um, I didn't watch Dreamhack, but I do. I kind of, I'm aware of the like matter at the moment. Um, and we were saying this the other day, where 
personally, I feel like the best kind of meta is a very mid-rangey meta mm -hmm. um, with a few, a lot of good mid-range decks and a few good aggro decks and a few good control decks. And right now the meta is completely different to that. The meta is like, there's a lot of very fast aggro decks and then there's the super strong control decks and like the yeah. Kazakas Priest. Um, and there's not much space for... Like in the current meta, it's very hard to experiment and try different things and risk things and, and just mid-range decks in general just aren't as good. Yeah, um, there's there's no mid-range because you either have to be super fast or you have to have something to deal with super fast or you mm -hmm. have to have super value at the very end or out value, you know, just there's like a value battle at the end. So mid-range yeah. is never either of those things, right? It's just kind of like mm -hmm. just enough value to finish games, you know, because you've tempoed out and just a solid start, not a super fast start, right? Uh, it's it's definitely tough. It's funny. I, I, I definitely agree with you, Jackie. Like, I like a mid-range meta. I do think that mid-range decks are sometimes... Uh, Sometimes easier to play because they're kind of curve, curvy, curve stone, you know, like yeah. obviously the, the middle game. But um, in terms of just the, the latter experience, I feel like I do enjoy a mid-range meta for sure. So I'll yeah. agree with you there. And, and the one thing I have to say too is like given that I saw a lot of the Priest first Priest, you mentioned it a little bit, Ali, that the early turns are just nothing going on. Um, mm -hmm. I love playing machine gun priest too you know just oh, yeah, me too. Is, i mean i yeah, think i think uh, highlander priest is one of the um the most skillful decks right now too to play absolutely properly. yeah and it's got elements of it's kind of weird but even some freeze mage in it you know like it's got that kind of skill skill um uh skill cap to it but the thing is is that when i'm watching it oh man it, it's it's not that watchable, uh, man. It's tough to watch. And I know what's going on, too. You know, and, I, and I'm looking at it from the standpoint of a player that likes the deck, too. And I think it's actually tough to watch, even with that. Uh, I don't think it has necessarily that much to do with the casters. I mean, I think the casters could influence a little bit. But it's just hard to, um, to really create a, a great frame for the spectator when everybody has 10 cards. Like, there are so yeah. many lines that can possibly happen. And most of the spectators aren't great players, so they just like they're just like waiting and just watching. And the problem with this priest is that if you're just waiting and watching, all of a sudden just something happens at the very end, and you didn't you don't even know what the buildup was until that that yeah, know, machine gun finish, right? So it's kind of like yeah. I feel like the spectating is not very good right now, just given what the meta is. And you know, I wanted to bring up the question: is like, can we do anything from the standpoint of production to help with that? Because um, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be any, like it could be a handlock. It could be any deck that that forces you to have a ton of cards, or at least a control deck that the um, the player has a ton of cards and a ton of choices on, as to what to do. Uh, that that it makes it difficult. This priest is just especially difficult because the um, the hero power at the end is triggered by any card. So there's no specific yeah. theme to a card. It's any card resets the hero power. So it's it's a weird way of even looking, not a very simple, you know, very complicated way of looking at Hearthstone too. Um, so yeah, what do you guys? Think? So do you think it's do you think it's hard to um, see what's happening because purely because of the number of cards, or is it because they're all clumped up together and it's hard to actually see what? They um, are? I mean, it could it could help if it, it was separated a little bit, but still, I think it's just the number of choices, the number of lines. I mean, that's what's so impressive. That's what's like that's why yeah. this this deck it has such a high skill cap is because there are so many different things that you can do and um 
it, it just becomes a less great spectating experience whenever that happens because we don't show anything. Like the casters just talk about stuff, and a lot of times casters don't like to make predictions as to like what the moves are going to be. That's a lot of people yeah. like rule number one: don't make predictions as to like what they're going to play because you can be wrong, but, right? But isn't that just isn't that just like an ego thing? Like, oh, I don't want to be wrong. No, I think it's one of those things where it just becomes. I, I don't disagree with it. I think that it just starts becoming a guessing game, you know. And and yeah, the one time you're wrong, you actually get dinged more than when you're right, like a bunch of times, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So they end up just talking about a bunch of other things, but they can't even predict what's going to happen sometimes. So they can't even frame it in a way that the spectator can even pull anything out of it. So a lot of times I'm just we're just sitting there watching, and then all of a sudden something just happens at the end. So the first 12 turns there was just like okay how did this lead to the end like there's no you know there's no narrative at all and uh, it, it it's tough like it's particularly tough right now that's why i think production you know there, this is in an environment where you can actually improve it like this is perfect this is the you know worst case maybe that you can actually try to come up with something that improves viewing experience so, I definitely oh no you go ali you go I, was, I do, can definitely see both sides. Like, I genuinely enjoy watching, like, the player's decision to see, like, what line they take. Because sometimes it's just incredibly impressive. And I'm like, well, shit, I, you know, I wouldn't have done that. Like, right. you know, like, right. kudos to them. Um, I, I do think the time is sort of, you, there's not really much you can do about the time. So, what, like, the players get a minute, minute and a half, you know, to, to around there to make their play. And especially if you're spectating the opposite player, you know, where the cards are upside down. So, you know, it's not as um, easy to mm -hmm. see. I'm not really sure what a good solution would be because, yeah, I don't really know how, how you would help the viewer experience in that situation. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of the time the casters are, you know, meant to kind of help bridge the gap between, you know, for the viewer yeah. experience between the player and, but I'm not saying it's it's their fault. It's just with the deck like Kazakus Priest, there's just so many different things you can do. It's it's hard to kind of break them all in that minute or so that the player has the has their turn. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there could be some kind of kind of visual display mm -hmm. where it actually comes up on the screen, like maybe to one side of the screen, suggesting a possible uh, play and what the outcome yeah. is and how much damage it does, etc. But. Uh, but then there are so many different possibilities that how would it be mm -hmm. like, would it come up with one and then come up with another one and come up no, with but, another one? And plus sure. it would be very difficult to actually kind of program that to happen in the first place. Yeah. I mean, but, so you're right that, you know, that there's obviously a lot of different combinations and I mean, ideally speaking, if there was a, you know, piece of software that could, you know, just have a lot of computing power and figure out exactly what the best play is for each person on each turn, and it actually graphically shows it, I think that would probably be the most ideal thing. It's not going to happen because it requires, you know, just mm. some kind of ridiculous, you know, I, I think a software AI. Things like that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's going to require like a very, very, you know, something that goes through all the combinations and things like that. So that's not going to happen. But going down that line, you know, showing some possible lines and things like that is, um, yeah, it might be wrong, but that's at least going down the, the path that I'm thinking too. Which is like you gotta at least, you know, give the spectator some type of idea as to what's going on, you know, because you know when you're watching yeah. J Druid, you can tell, you know, J Druid's straightforward, you know, like as the complaint yeah. is straightforward, but 
from a spectating standpoint, that's actually good. Having something that's a little more straightforward and then has moments of decisions, you know, like key decisions at the end. That's like probably the most ideal kind of situation. So if we have an environment like this, we definitely need assistance, you know, from a standpoint of spectating. I'm talking about general audience guys, like, you know, most of the people that, that are probably not good. Yeah. At not, things. not experts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If there ever was, uh, a program that could break down the best place though. That would need to be like on lock. Yeah. You know, not, not, release, not for the community. Not open source. Yeah. The for sure. competitiveness was out of the game completely. If you could just kind of, <laughs> oh, well, this program tells me three best plays. I'll just, we're you know, all like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. My, my Hearthstone play tracker is better than yours. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Like people, I mean, yeah. yell at me for using Hearthstone deck tracker, <laughs> like, let alone. Right, right. Exactly. So anyways, they, I, I, they, you know, go ahead and Jackie. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say one thing. One kind of a, a lighter way of potentially doing it is even just a little thing that came up on the side of the screen saying kind of like max potential damage this turn or something. Like yeah, showing, that'd like be with, the, with the priest, for example, just yeah. the potential, yeah. potential damage they could get out. Mm -hmm. And then you can kind of see it creeping to each turn. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's this far off, or they're this far off type of thing. Yeah. The struggle is sometimes with turns is that, you know, I've used this example before, but if it's a Lyra turn, like depending on what you get from Lyra could completely change, you know, your, uh, yeah. your decision making process there. So, you know, you'd, the computer algorithm or whatever it is that could potentially give us the best plays would have to account for the RNG. And that's where I think that it would just be really difficult because the well, RNG is still so prevalent in Hearthstone. It would update on real time. So like when you do Lyra okay. and you draw that card, then all of a sudden that, that stat would change. And okay, so like Lyra best play, yeah. boom, mm -hmm. it plays Lyra. It's yeah, completely yeah. possible. Be like, very efficient. Yeah, it, it's it's possible to do it. It's just not very realistic to do it. You know, like, yeah. there's definitely an algorithm out there that, I mean, definitely something that can be coded. I mean, I, for sure, I can tell you as a developer. Yeah, yeah. So something that can be coded, it's just, you know, it, it would take years and years to really optimize it. And then could it be fast enough that, you know, it could actually come out with computations between turns, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, I, I just, I don't want to take too much away from just like, you know, obviously Muzzy winning and everything, but it did bring out you know something that we're you know i don't think we've done anything production wise to really improve hearthstone spectating like i think we're just sitting on our laurels you know the the closest thing that we've oh. done is we've done teams you know like comms and stuff like that you know we we show team comms now but outside of that like what's changed in hearthstone production like actually not much. i would like to say um it was a while ago probably a couple months ago but I think that they were discussing potentially adding a tournament spectator mode within yeah, the game. So you can, and I think that actually yeah. could improve the experience. Like obviously you could still have it up on your TV or something to listen to the casters and what they're saying. But if you had all of the cards, like from first point of view, like, like you're playing the game, I, it, I don't know, maybe it would kind of, uh, give you a better viewing experience of, you know, you can pretend like you're playing and, and it might, yeah. I don't know. That's I'll, it. I'll throw out an idea out there. Like, I think that's pretty good. Why not just come out with just you write a bot, you know, have Blizzard just have somebody write a <laughs> bot for you in the, the chat bot and have people vote on like what they think the right play is and then compare what the, you know, the chat bots percentage of right play is compared to what was actually done there. You know, you would at least start creating that, that line of that frame of thinking you know, and giving them something to think about, you know, instead of just, you know, possibly just watching whatever, you know, 
So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's just some ideas. I, I think that we can improve spectating. I think we've we've been a little bit complacent on trying to improve production for Hearthstone for for a little bit of time now. And I know there's a lot of people that are trying to work. So I don't I don't mean to be like, you know, um, you know, rude to these people or anything like that. But I just think that we can do more. Like I still think we can do more to make it better. That's fair. Um, yeah. So okay. Well, anyways, let's talk about HCT. So uh, APAC happened and. Uh, I didn't watch too much, but you know, definitely congratulations to Surrender. Uh, I watched maybe like one of his matches. Uh, Tom was there. I think Tom was probably the only notable person from previous seasons and just even last year. Uh, a lot of new faces this time around. So um, you know, definitely Asia. We're, we're seeing a lot of different people versus like EU. I think EU we see like the same people, and then um, you know America. I think even for the most part we've been seeing similar names. Uh, so congratulations to Render, you know, for for winning it, and you know, it'd be great to see him in the at BlizzCon, or no, this is the prelims, right? So we'll see them in, in the season finals. Uh, but America is going to be happening this coming weekend, and uh, wanted to talk a little bit about maybe some of the decks that we see, or at least preview some of them. So Jackie, you took a look at some of them. I think both of you guys, Ali and Jackie, you guys took a look at some yeah. of these. Yeah, I was having a look at them. There was. Um... Well, there's a lot of. I was specifically looking <laughs> well. at shaman because every single shaman that every single shaman that everyone has brought is evolved shaman, except for a player called Freor, who has yeah. brought a mid-range jade shaman. Yes. Um, nice. And That's it's cool. not just a normal mid-range jade shaman. It's got um, it's got ardent squires, corpse takers, and um, an alakir. So, like, I haven't nice. played it. I haven't, even, I, like I haven't played a mid-range <laughs> okay. like this at all. So I'm, I'm actually interested to know. I, I want to watch him, see how well it does. Yeah. Because I have no idea what to expect from it. Yeah, this site on Hearthstone Top Decks, by, by the way, has a, a pretty cool like graphs of like just what the, the North American or just the American decks are distributed. So you can see the class distributions. You can see even just some of the decks too, specifically. No surprise, Jade Druid is number one, and Kazakh Priest is a, a close number two. Yeah, uh, one of the best things though is that about this tournament is that there is there's not a cla- single class that is not represented. Whereas in a lot mm-hmm. of previous events, there has been, say, Warlock or Hunter, have been just unrepresented completely. Yeah. Whereas that's not the case now, which is. A positive. Yeah, definitely a positive. Uh, Hunter getting some love from somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Um, Can we talk about Monsanto's lineup? All right, yeah. Let me me find Monsanto's. Uh, There we go. Here we go. Oh, yeah. This is a good one. He is bringing Quest Druid, uh, (laughs) Quest Mage, Quest Rogue, and Silence Priest. And apparently, I, I just saw Ants tweet like 45 minutes ago saying that he did really well in the practice round with the with the this lineup so i'm excited to, to watch this and see how it all goes honestly can we have a look at this quest druid yeah 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 ramp druid baby it's going to happen <laughs> it's going to happen yes okay so Oh, he's oh, got, we got Sated Thresh. Oh, wow, he's got in there. This looks great. He's got Sated Threshadon in here. Oh, my God. This is yeah. way different than mine. Okay. Oh, yeah. he's got Menagerie Ward in here, too. Sweet. Oh, Crazy. this is good stuff. Oh, he's, he's playing Fate Spinner. I haven't seen that card played in competitive yet. Yeah, Fate cool. Spinner. Oh, I haven't either. Ah, cool. I, I tried <laughs> it, like, on day <laughs> one. You can actually get it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. It is a pretty good AoE. Yeah. Um, yeah, so 
he's going down the route of you know more of the the beast menagerie warden because all these these um beasts and minions have more than five health or, or five damage right so um as yeah. long as you're doing that you're finishing the quest too so mm-hmm. i don't know i'm really curious to see how this ends up i mean the threshadon is so interesting <laughs> I guess he's yeah. trying to go for, for bone mare on some of these murlocs that are created. That's yeah, cool. ultimate infestation is like the best card for this deck as well because you complete the quest <laughs> yep. and then you draw for like totally. five cards. Oh my and god. You play all these so free good. things. You play like five free minions if you draw them or something that's crazy. Yeah, that's, so that's true. true. That's so good. Oh man, I'm excited. Go Monsantos. Yeah, so, I'm, totally I'm totally rooting for him now. <laughs> and you brought Quest also, Rogue too. Like, I think Quest yeah, Rogue's Quest making a comeback. I think like so, people yeah. are people are playing Quest Rogue. Yeah, I was playing Quest Rogue a few weeks ago. I saw Dog playing it a couple of days ago. Yeah, Dog Dog's bringing it back. Yeah, I think people have been experimenting with it, and it's been doing kind of better than expected. Mm-hmm. It's funny, Jackie, because you I remember you saying this like a month ago or, or maybe even more than that. You're just like, I don't think Quest Rogue's that bad still. <laughs> and then everyone just stops playing it. But now it's just magically... Uh, in the future. I, yeah. <laughs> I think that it's surprising that the version he's bringing is very similar to just the last you know, viable mm-hmm. Quest Rogue. I, yeah. I would think that things yeah, would yeah. have changed, though. I, I still think yeah, it's could... tweaked. Like. They didn't really. Oh, I don't really know what the new li- the newer list look like. Like, what does dogs list look like? I, I'm not sure. I think it looks like this. Uh, like, I don't think there has I been remember... very many innovations to it dogs yet. List. I think. Yeah, I mean, one thing I was initially thinking was that current, like, m- more recent versions of Quest Rogue would have more kind of slower taunts and anti-aggro stuff because you need more time to complete the quest. You're going to need to kind of have more st- stall mechanics. Yeah. But mm-hmm. there really isn't any. Other than Valera. Valera is the only kind of extra mm. thing, but there's no like Tar Creeper or anything like that in it at all, in this list specifically. Yeah, you think it would need something like that. Uh, but, anyways, I'm, yeah, I'm going to be very excited to see some of his matches. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, obviously friends of Value Town there on here too, like um, I think what Amnesiac, I think Sidonia, I think Dr. Jikaniki is in here too. Yeah, Dr. Jikaniki was on a few weeks ago with us. Uh, Fibonacci, Phenom, there's there's a lot of very familiar faces hot meow with so um yeah definitely tune in just saying too i'm just like <laughs> all these names that we just know you know they've been on the show yeah. so uh yeah definitely tune in and root for your favorites because uh this is the last ch- you know this is the last season to or at least this is the last chance to get into the season finals and obviously kind of try to get your ticket to blizzcon so um you know pretty exciting exciting weekend coming up here for hct Sweet. All right. Definitely. Good stuff. All right. I uh, want to take some time now uh, and give a shout out to uh, obviously our, our patrons that uh, support the show. Uh, those of you who don't know, that Value Town is 100% supported by the Patreon right now. So if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash Valuetown and throw a pledge our way. You know, you got an extra dollar or, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, you want to help us keep the show going. Definitely consider doing that because we'd really appreciate it. But we're going to spend some time, give thanks to the folks that already are doing that and, you know, are, are doing some of the deck of the weeks and stuff with us already. But producer, our legendary producers, Mike T, Rami S, Marshall O, thank you so much, guys, for for being those you know top patrons every single week and uh, some other patrons we want to say thank you to is Davin P, Havoc, William C, Gary D, Jamkin, Dan, I think it's an O, 
it might be a zero, but I think it's Dano is how you you say it. Dano. Eric L, Jackpot seven seven seven, Feldy Locks, Nicholas B, and Ricardo V, just to name a few. Oh, and Dustin H too. Uh, thanks so much again, guys. And um, you know, we've made the milestone milestone again. We made it last week, and Jackie wasn't here for it. But we made it again this week. And for those of you wondering, what the heck is Milestone? Well, guys, this is where we take, you know, a little bit of time off, 30 seconds to be exactly, to be completely exact. And we just show our appreciation for Hearthstone and we just smile for 30 seconds. So we'll start in three, two, one. Jackie, you're gonna kill me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you're like in pain, dude. This is not supposed to be in pain. Okay, here we go. All right, 30 seconds. Yes. Jackie's closing his yes. eyes. Like, yeah, no, Jackie's like, he's like. That's how my son smiles for like. It, just like it's fine for like 15 seconds and then it just becomes a challenge. It's like, yeah. this is hard. Isn't that sad? We can't smile for more than 30 seconds at a time now. What, what is this world coming to? <laughs> no, thanks so much guys no that's uh you know that was for you guys the patrons out there and um again if you guys want to help us out go to patreon.com slash value town uh also want to give a shout out just to some folks that are helping us out on itunes by you know leaving some five-star reviews um and you know just if you can't guys they can find value town you know come up in their search results a little bit more uh, okay, so let's go to uh, Mechatorics Workshop. We've actually got a couple cards that we had um, some patrons and a fan uh, submit to us. So uh, these, these are interesting this week. Oh, oops, not this one. Okay, so we've got first off Mayor Payne from Johan L. And I think this is this supposed to be like Major Payne, you know, that, that type of pain, or is this like something else I'm missing? Is there a Mayor Payne in. World of Warcraft or something that I'm missing? Um, I have no idea. Okay, okay. This is a four mana, two seven body, legendary battle cry, destroy a beast and gain taunt. So this is like a monster. This is like a complete monster. This should have been a hunter card. Uh, there are so many beasts <laughs> yeah. in the game. This is yeah. extremely powerful. Yeah, right? Like, yeah, I think this is... Like, what would he kill actually right now in... I mean, you think in the meta draw? right now, one of the big ones, it'll kill Gentle Megasaur. Pretty big one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Megasaur. that's that's true. Anything in Hunter. Yeah, Yeah, it, tar it targets class. Hunter, but Hunter's not even really yeah. good right now, so I guess it's Maybe. like... It'd be good against yeah. Aggro Druid because you can kill Raven or Fledgling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's or, a Flappy Bird Killer. I think this was made to be a yeah. Flappy Bird Killer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy has just played against Flappy Bird over and over again. Let's just. Oh, I need to get Flappy Bird. <laughs> bitter Tide Hydra. Oh, Bitter Tide Hydra. Oh, wow. That's a wow. huge one, actually. That is huge. Dude. Pirate Warrior drops it. You just... I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> GG. And you, you get a taunt. And you get <laughs> crabs. Crabs. Yep. Any hungry crabs. Oh man, yeah. I mean, like for four card. mana, like it's it's. I think it's pretty good. I mean, it'd be good at two five, like <laughs> yeah, two exactly. Seven. Um, yeah, yeah. Good. Okay, so definitely an interesting card. Uh, killing a beast, I think, would be really really good right now. 
Um, next one we got here is Faux Reaper 5000. And this is from oh, Raydan, one of our patrons. And this is a rogue card. Three mana, two one mech. Uh, it's a legendary. Charge, whenever you equip a weapon, this minion may attack again. So this is like huh. Shadow Shadow Reaper mech <laughs> kind of thing. Shadow Reaper mech. Yeah. I mean, if other mechs were good, like, if other mechs were good right now, you know, and you could have mech decks, then or are there even any mechs really in standard? Because they're all like barely. a bit rotated out. They're yeah, barely. So I, I actually kind of like it if there were more synergy cards, but um, I like that it's yeah. I like that it incentivizes weapons for rogue. So obviously the most yeah. most uh, obvious thing is just a hero power and then do it again. You know, that sort yeah. of thing. Um, but, you know, maybe you could be, you know, maybe you could play Boomerang or Doomerang and this, that kind of stuff and figure out some kind of crazy aggro deck. Yeah, I'm just kind of imagining a situation where you have like a five or six weapons in your hand and you're just equipping them all over and over again just to keep... <laughs> keep Machine Gun Rogue, man. Doomerang? Yeah. I mean, I think that's probably the worst thing about this card, the fact that you don't want to... Like, you're only ever going to equip a weapon once, but uh, you're not going to equip one and then just equip another one again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's probably not... Yeah, it probably wouldn't see any play, but it's a cool concept. Yeah, I think so too. I, I, I think that Rogue needs some help with the, the weapon situation. The Doomerang, I think, has, has created some very interesting scenarios, but not mm. viable at all still, unfortunately. Yeah. They've created the you, meme you know situations. If you, um, you know, if you Doomerang the Rogue's dagger... And it goes back to your hand. Do you know if that costs one or two mana? I don't actually know. Oh, that's a good. That's a I good, have no uh, idea. I would imagine I would... it costs one, but one, so? yeah. I'm not sure. But I mean, it does cost two to equip it. So, or equip true. it. Yeah. So, yeah. It costs. Yeah, chat's saying it's one. It's one. Yeah, it's okay. One. Okay. Oh, yeah, chat, chat knows. Oh, okay. okay. Good job, chat. Yeah. Thanks, chat. Thank you. Cold chat, blood man. with this card. Cold blood dagger up. <laughs> Oh, there you go. oh yeah, oh, that'd be so there. good. Yeah, totally, it'd be a great finish for for Rogue. Uh, so good stuff. This is almost like um, Argent Horse Rider, you know, like <laughs> that that sort of feel to it. Uh, yeah, but, but you can of. just keep, you know, obviously enabling it to charge again. Yeah, like if you were playing Boomerang, you might play this, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Uh, yeah. So anyway, if you guys have any cards, definitely submit those to Valuetown at chainmaybe.tv, and we'll try to get to them. Um, if you didn't see your card in the last couple of weeks, just resubmit it again, because that, that's kind of what we do. Like every week, we kind of look through them, find them. I don't go back several weeks just because a lot of times some of the the cards are, I don't know, just might become old or irrelevant. So I don't want to have to choose between those or make those decisions. So go ahead and just resubmit them, and we'll reevaluate them each and every week. Um, okay, the next thing we're going to talk about is really Deck of the Week. So um, we had a Deck of the Week this past week with the Frostlich Jaina Mage, and it went really, really well. I had a lot of people submit their winning percentages and uh, had four new patrons actually on the mini-show that we do every Monday. So uh, Deck of the Week, I figured we would find another kind of fun deck. It might be... The winning percentage might not be too good on this one, guys, but we're going to go with you know something that people probably have never... Are, don't usually play on a regular basis, so Deck of the Week will kind of get you guys to play it. Dead Man's Hand Warrior. <laughs> you might have seen I have not played this. Though. Yes, yes. I haven't... I played a little... I played the giant version at one point, but I never, never this 
version of it, which is mostly about like fatigue and things like that, right? So mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, we're gonna give this a run, and I'll be curious to see what the highest winning percentage will be for this deck. Yeah, <laughs> you know, get to your stopping points, guys. Get to you know five and ten and fifteen, and then like start rolling this deck and see how yeah you do. But, if I get fifty percent, I'd be happy. Fifty percent, I'd be happy with forty percent to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd totally be happy. But yeah, we're gonna. I think gonna I gotta go and like watch some watch some uh, streams of like dog playing it, and yeah. and then <laughs> like grasp how to properly pilot this deck because yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't tried it yet myself. I think but, the hardest hey. thing about this deck is. Like when you're setting up your dead man's hands, and you kind of there's certain cards you want to put back in your deck, and then there's certain cards you don't mm -hmm. want to put back in your deck, and it's like setting up the dead man's hand is always a yeah. bit of a problem. But I mean, just takes one, a lot of practice. One to hint, play though, or at least well. one suggestion to everybody is you can't play dead man's hand unless you have the uh, two of them, <laughs> you know, so that you get yeah. that kind of infinite mm -hmm. thing going. So don't play your dead man's hand the very first one without the other, then then you'll just be completely boned, <laughs> like completely oh, screwed. Yeah. Um, Apparently, Doug got it to rank two legend. Did he? It's possible then. I guess if you pilot it correctly. Ooh, look yeah. at that. Yeah. Apparently, uh, he, he wrote a, a guide on it as well. You can look, Google yeah. it. Mill's pretty good right now. Like, especially if you play against Jade. Like, if you just shut Jade down, or at least the Jade Idols down, you can mill Jade yeah. a lot with this deck. I've seen people do it. Yeah, I mean, that, this deck has so much removal. It's one of the only decks that can actually deal with Jade. Like, if you, you with the Geist, you can still deal with the Jades no matter how big they get. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, up to about 10 tens anyway. But then you just get rid of the Jade Owls and you sort it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Give it a try, guys, and, um, you know, play it. I'll post it on the Patreon website, too, patreon.com slash valuetown. If you're not a patron, you can still partake and play this deck and let us know what your results are. Um, but... For the patrons, what we do is we do a, a mini show that's audio only every Monday, and uh, we just have the patrons on as guests talking about their experiences, and we just kind of share just any tips or anything that we noticed about the decks, and it's been going really, really well. I think patrons have been very, very happy uh, about participating in it, and it just makes us feel good, so <laughs> that's definitely yeah. great. Hey. Hmm? Guys, apparently, um, apparently having two battle rages in this deck is is better. So oh, is I, if okay. we want to, yeah, if we want to, maybe I can send a modified version and then you guys, because I don't want to give you guys a worse version for deck of the week. Yeah. So I'm just looking at it like there's no fiery works. Yeah, right? yeah, we're preparing. Am I dreaming? We're yeah. preparing for next week. I've got a wow. good uh, the, the good list now. Work. So okay, good list. Wow. All right, so I'll, I'll post the. The real list on the Patreon page right after the show. Too. Yeah, it's like one card difference basically, but okay. yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It has no fireworks, but it makes yeah. sense once you start playing it, I, I believe. Okay, uh, next thing we have is a host challenge. So we we failed on the last one, guys. Like we we just never did the <laughs> the the rogue one when Toast was on, trying to get us to uh. to create the the seven you know one ones or whatever. So. Hopefully we can accomplish this one. The host challenge this week, and it's suggested suggested by Michael M. Play all seven types of giants onto the board in a single turn. So uh, we gotta wow. play wild. Uh, I, I think yeah. we, we should play wild just because we. I think we're gonna need some Naga Sea Witch help, <laughs> and um, we have to pull it off. So if we all, if any of us pull it off, gotta screenshot that puppy, and uh, I actually. Has to be on a single turn too. So, can we clip it? Uh, maybe just screenshot will be good enough. We can screenshot, screenshot all, all seven all right. of them. That's pretty hard to do. 
Like, guys, yeah. seven <laughs> giants. It's been done, though. It, it's yeah. on Reddit. I need, to, I need to see it being done. Because if totally you play, like, because we've been doing this, this October Brawl, and it's we've been playing it in Wild, yeah. I've come across some of these giant decks where, like, you don't know what they're doing for a bit, and then suddenly on turn five, it's like, whoa. Right? It's like, boom, giants. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh. We okay. go in seven. Where are the seven giants? God, I got to actually go through this. It's Sea Giant, Molen Giant, Mountain Giant, uh, Arcane Giant. What's the Frost one? The Frost Giant, right? Just Frost, frost giant. giant. Molten, Arcane, Frost, Sea. Uh, Clockwork Giant. Clockwork Giant. Oh my god, a Clockwork Giant? <laughs> oh, that's going yeah, to be that a card. Uh, there's one more Snow Fury Giant. Snow Fury. I thought I said Snow that. Also, oh, we have to play Shaman. <laughs> oh, I guess that's true, right? Oh yeah, we yeah. have to play Shaman then. I wouldn't even think about that. I'll be playing like Mage or something. Man, I can't get this seventh giant. <laughs> Where's the seventh giant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what's the seventh one? Because there's a frost is there a frost giant and a snow fury giant? Yeah, there's frost, snow fury, mountain, okay. mountain, molten. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So there's two snow yeah. ones. Okay. Alright. Well, well the, the hardest thing is that you have to first play the Nagasi Witch, then yeah. play six giants. Then kill off your Nagasi Witch. Yeah. And then play another giant. Oh my god. <laughs> Very hard. Or or you <laughs> yeah. just do all the necessary things for all of them and still have like nine cards in your hand, ten cards in your hand, and play the Mountain Giant too. <laughs> all of them yeah. are zero except for the wow. Mountain Giant. That, and the, wow. the Molten Giant. That's going to be pretty hard. Oh my god. How do they do that? Very oh hard. God. How are we going to do this? This is going to be Yeah, hard. I don't know if this is possible. We yeah. can try, though. We can try. Maybe just, like, snapshot your best attempt at it and see how many we can actually okay. get down. Sounds good. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we got some Q&A. We got some questions, some email questions from our listeners or and our patrons. Oliver H. asks, given that we're talking about Giants, what do you guys think of the changes to the cost of Giants? Discount after other effects. Aviana, Nagasi Witch, etc. Those are really the only ones, <laughs> I believe. Mm. So, yeah, uh, what do you guys think of this? There's been a lot of complaints recently. I believe that it's just broken because they're all they're always zero. <laughs> you know, like, your giants are always going to be zero if you get that Naga Sea Witch discount. Um, mm -hmm. And we're, we're apparently seeing it a bunch in Wild, like just a lot of giant decks. So, yeah. um, I don't know. What do you guys think? You think it's, you think it's a, a negative thing or you think it's out of control? I definitely think it's a negative thing. Mm -hmm. um, purely few through. I mean, I've only been playing wild for a few days. Like, I don't play that much wild normally, but so I would probably need to play a bit more to have a really good understanding of it. Opinion. Yeah, same. But at the same time, I played games, and it's like if they get to turn five, you'd lose the game, um, unless you have something like a light bomb that can deal with a million giants. Like you can just do your normal things. You play your your, your perfect curve, your zombie child, your mini bot, your monster for battle, your shredder, and then they just play six giants and you just lose. <laughs> it's, That's it's, yeah. insane. Yeah. I'd say it's probably not a positive. <laughs> um, yeah. Haven't played enough to, to really... But they know, changed I've, this I've on purpose. I've probably faced it a couple of times. They changed this on yeah. purpose, though. So, I mean, uh -huh. like, <laughs> can we explain that? <laughs> they, yeah, I'm not really sure why. Honestly, I mean, maybe they should nerf Nagasi Witch so it's like a bit more mana or something. Nerf like that, Nagasi so. Witch. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, it's not the. It's literally this that one. I mean, to be fair, like sometimes they won't draw the Nagasi Witch and then they're not going to be able to pull it off and then they'll probably lose. But it's it's that type of thing where it's so high rolly. It's like it's like big priest. It's like if they draw the bombs, they win. If they don't, yeah. 
in the best spot. I mean, um, I, yeah. maybe Nagasu Witch could be more like um, the scout instead. You know, it's, it's not all of your minions. It's just like one. Yeah. 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 And so maybe you could do something like that, but... Okay. Have you played it against that, so Chris? Um, I've never played against it because I just haven't been playing that much like wild recently. But I've seen yeah. definitely so many clips of people <laughs> losing to it. Yeah. It's like, kind of <laughs> insane. Um, Probably not a good thing. Yeah, I, it's just they they chose to do it. Like it was a specific change they made in the last patch. You know, like to change mm -hmm. this. So I just, I mean, I don't understand why. <laughs> like I just. To see how broken nah, it can be? Good. I mean, they should have tested that, right? Maybe. I mean, they probably, they probably tested They must have tested it a bit and stuff. But it's it's a bit too over the top. Like, if it was something where it, it could pull off a combo like this later in the game, yeah. then yeah, sure. But when it's on turn five, it's, it's, it's kind of broken. Too much. Yeah. Too yeah. Much. I, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's something that happened very, very quickly, too. So, um, anyways... The, it, hopefully they'll do something about it. They haven't said anything about doing anything about it yet, um, but I, I feel like this is something that can become out of control on Wild and just completely break Wild or just take over Wild and it's just ridiculous. So hopefully they will do that. Uh, but we got a question from Jeff B, a patron. My observation was that most people thought quests would be quite powerful, but few were. Death Knights were the opposite. Most people thought they would be too slow and not enough impact for their costs, but most of them have strong decks built around them. Which of the DKs surprised you the most? Druid, for me. Like, I, I just, when I looked at all of them, I didn't think... Okay, but it might not actually be Druid. It, like, the Death Knight itself is really that powerful. It's just kind of everything else with it. But um, I was surprised, I guess, with how good the Druid one was. Um... Yeah, that's interesting though, because I didn't really think that they they weren't going to be powerful, honestly. Um, yeah. yeah, I thought they were going to be powerful. I thought they were going to be powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think the ones that surprised me the most is definitely the druid is stronger than I thought it was. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's partially just because of the strength of druid as a whole. Exactly. Right. Right. The specific right. card itself. And I actually thought the paladin one would see more play. I didn't, I didn't think it, the Paladin one was, like, amazing, but I thought it was decent. Yeah, I agree. Mm, yeah, I that might just be because there's not that much control Paladin, but... Mm. Maybe. That was, like, like last. <laughs> I think that was close to last. Yeah. I, have you ever ended a game with the Four Horsemen? Yes. I've you have? been killed. Mm. Have you really? Wow. Uh, it would be wild, had... though, with Emperor. I haven't done it in Standard. Oh, I okay. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been killed I've, multiple times, honestly, with it. Like people really? play uh, Burgly Bully, and and they just they they get it off. Yeah, wow. it's happened to me okay. like four four <laughs> times. Wow. Okay. I, what happens? What actually happens when that happens? When they they get the four? The animation is not cool enough. You just it really just explode. <laughs> just, you just explode? Seriously? That's yeah. So lame. I mean, that's a bit of an animation. That's so but... lame. That should be amazing. I mean, yeah. Okay, it's a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little bit of an animation, but yeah, you just yeah, there's a little bit, but you want it to be like over the top. Oh, you want it to be like yeah. anomalous type. Everything blows up in the air and then goes. Yeah, crazy. like they come, they, like like they come combine, and all of a sudden there's like a, yeah. a giant sickle that comes down on your face because like it's something mm. awesome like that would be, or just like a giant horse, or I don't know, stampeding over you, just the four of them stampeding over you or something. Um, okay, well, yeah. hopefully they'll work on something cooler for that because that is not an easy thing to pull off. Uh, 
But, yeah. Yeah. But I thought the paladin one was going to be good, mainly not really for the hero power though, mainly just for the weapon, like the the whole mm -hmm. yeah. just the, the, the five damage right? weapon, the, the five damage weapon that also has life steal, like that's fifteen yeah. healing plus yeah. fifteen damage, which is. Mm -hmm. I think the uh, the one, I mean, I, I think all, like the druid one is has been pretty surprising too. But just to say something different, I think the mage one has been surprising to me too. It's it's been pretty effective when I've I have played it. I don't think it's anything that's like crazy broken powerful like the priest one or anything, but it it fits well into the game. Let's just put you that way. Like I actually expected the Jaina to be exactly how she was. Like mm -hmm. good, but not that good. Like it's 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 yeah. good. It fits well in the control mage uh list, but it's certainly not broken, but it's solid. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of what I expected from yeah. it. Okay, uh, let's see. We got another question here. Ahmed N. What is the what is the what is the most well designed card in the game? So we. Oh my god. Yeah, I was, that's what we were supposed to think about, guys. We were supposed I have to an come up with something. It, oh, I'm about to yeah. say my same answer. I'm gonna say Arch of Squire because it's the only one drop from the start of the game that's always been good and not been nerfed. <laughs> Other than like Lepanome and abusive, and okay. every okay. one drop just gets abused. Except Argent Square. <laughs> <laughs> There's abusive sergeants. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so Argent Square. Wow. I think that Tar Creeper is a really well designed card. Okay, okay. That's um, a good one. Yeah. Definitely like Tar Creeper. Mm, I think it introduced the, the concept of offense, defense, you know, having mm -hmm. different bodies for or different states for each of those. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Um, yeah. I mean, you've heard it before, guys. I still think the best, my, most, most well-designed card in the game is Pyromancer. Just because... Yeah, Pyro is a great card. Yeah. Great card. You know it's good because it's been a super powerful card for a long time, and nobody complains about it. Like, it does way more damage than a yeah. two-mana should. You know, like, yet nobody complains about it at all. So, um, yeah, yeah, right. I, yeah. I think that that's just indicative of a very, very well-designed card. Uh, all right. I think another card that... Okay. Another more recent card that is... I think is very well-designed that kind of hasn't seen that much play yet, but I think we'll start seeing more play is the, the Rogue Death Knight. Like, it's so slow, but you can get so much value out of it in, in the long run. And it's mm -hmm. kind of like... The stealth is kind of... It's kind of just like exactly what Rogue wants, just like a little bit of time to prepare for a big mm -hmm. turn. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I like, agree. I really that. like the rogue death. <laughs> I think Frostless Jaina is well designed too. Like I, yeah. I think yeah. I agree. You know, setting up scenarios where you can get value is where you know there's a lot of you know skill nuance to the game. You know, that, that's the kind of Hearthstone I like to see. Is like when you have to try yeah. to you know puzzle it out, you know, to just to get a lot of value and, and things like that. Not when you know you just play one card and you get you know five cards and. Five five body and a five <laughs> damage fireball and uh you know five armor too you know like yeah. it's it's, it's kind of cool when you have to actually work for the value. Um, Someone said um doomsayer in chat and I actually I totally agree like I, I love doomsayer that's, yeah. I think that's a that's a great card it's a, it's amazing staple of control decks a lot of the time so yeah I like doomsayer. I think doomsayer is good. I. I don't generally like a card that's powerful enough just to kill the entire, you know, like it literally is powerful enough to kill the entire board. And it's only two mana. Yeah. And, you know, so in terms of like, like, like yeah, yeah, in no, terms I still of like balance, it. I'd say, yeah, I'd, I'd say Doomsayer is like 
above average. Yeah, it's definitely a powerful card for sure. Yeah, it's just nobody complains about it because it's again, it's it, yeah. it's needed. <laughs> it's very very needed. Yeah. Right now. But think about it, you get seven stats for two mana. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like a ton of stats. Yeah, maybe it's maybe uh, most balanced or most well designed isn't maybe yeah. the perfect yeah. description of it, but I'd still think it's a great card. It's definitely necessary though. That card. Yeah. Where would we be without that card right now? Where would um, we be without two percent? <laughs> I know. Uh, all right, Richard M. Last question here. Wondering what you think of mill decks, given that we were just talking a little bit about the Dead Man's Hand, given that the less aggro environment we see in uh, Knights of the Frozen Throne. Skulking Geist has made it possible to win with mill decks against Jade Druid, and several of the common decks fail easily to a mill deck. Like uh, Examples are Big Easy Priest, Handlock. I'm looking at you. <laughs> okay, so I guess what do we think of mill decks right now in the current meta? I haven't played them myself yet, but I do think that they actually have a place in the meta right now. Like people are definitely experimenting with them, and um, yeah, I mean, I think they're they're kind of in a decent spot, honestly. Yeah, I I agree. I actually tried Mill uh, Druid near the start of the expansion, and it did way better than I thought it would do. I was like, "What's going on here?" Like, <laughs> I haven't played it much since, but it was actually really good. And I've seen people experiment with Rogue and mage a bit like mm-hmm. there are a lot of cards in wild that you wish you could have like oh you wish you could have death lord you wish you could have like heal bot gang up uh, like various cards from different classes right but I, I would agree that the meta is probably in a fairly good spot for mill decks yeah. yeah yeah it might be the best i mean it's at least the very best in a very long time just because would we s- would we say that this is the most like control meta that we've had? Because I'm because then that would explain it, right? Because Mill's typically mm, good. And I, I mean, I'm I think, not sure. I, I haven't been playing since beta, so I'm not. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like we were saying earlier, how like there's very little mid range at the moment. A lot of aggro of con- and control, like mid range decks, always like do like just crush mill decks. Right. Um, and you generally mill decks crush control decks. Right. And then the thing about mill decks is that. They also have quite a lot of like removal, so they've got a lot of removal and then a lot of kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. So they can be actually really good against very aggressive decks as well. So that could be a reason why they're so good right now. They're good against the control decks and they stand a bit of a chance against the yeah the other stuff. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. I mean, especially for uh, you know, some of those mill only players that at least historically like to stream mill decks. Uh, this is probably as good as we're going to get environment-wise for mill decks. And, you know, mill decks are cool to watch. I, I don't know if I'd love to see a, a meta full of yeah. mill decks. I mean, that would be terrible. It just great. kills me losing to mill decks. I just, yeah. It's like stabbing yeah. me in the, in the gut whenever I, I know the inevitable is happening. I just won't press the concede button, though. Uh, but it, it's it's definitely a different way to play Hearthstone, and I'm always you know appreciative of like a completely different way to win in Hearthstone. So uh, it's definitely great whenever it's viable. All right, well I think we've covered everything that we are wanting to cover. Um, yeah, why don't we do some shoutouts to close out the show? Jackie, you want to start us off? Shout out to everyone supporting Team Void. Keep it up. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks for the pack. Uh, shout out to Fate Karma as ever for uh, supporting me and Ali as, as streamers. 
thank you to our patrons for supporting us, helping us continue uh, on the show. And uh, thank you to my co-hosts. Oh, okay. Uh, Ali, how about you? Still got to hold a little bit of resentment towards Jackie. Uh, (laughs) Thank you uh, to everyone that is supporting Team Light. I appreciate it very much. I know the other card card back might be a little flashy, but, you know, (laughs) Team Light all the way. So thanks for supporting us. Um, Yeah, as Jackie said, thank you to all the patrons. Um, Chat, we love you. You know, go chat. Um, And I think that's all I got. And also to Blizzard, thanks for you know including Jackie and I in this competition. We really appreciate it. So, yeah, um, yeah that's it for me. All right, that's cool. Um, I will, uh, I guess, round things off by by saying um, you know thanks to my co-hosts for doing the show, obviously, and um, all everybody else for watching, of course. You can find the vods for this on chamanv or <laughs> YouTube.com/slash/chamanv, and um, Oh, shoot, I was trying to do something cool, but I'm like, I guess I can't do it now. So I was trying to get the I was trying to get the team light symbol up here, just like. But um, anyways, I, I'm team light right now. So for this week, I'm going to be totally promoting team light, given that I'm all about underdogs too right now, and they are definitely the underdogs. Yes. So definitely go team light this week. I you know I'll, I'll be obviously popping fences. So. You know, forgive me, uh, but there's obvious reasons for doing so. Uh, but uh, definitely check check out Value Town on iTunes as well as Google Play by searching for Value Town or searching for Hearthstone, and you'll you'll find us. Uh, leave us a review too if you're going to want to help us out. Um, also, I'm, we're on SoundCloud too, SoundCloud.com/slash/ChamanV. I think a lot of people don't know that all the shows are on SoundCloud too. If you uh, want to listen to that, also, um, and uh, if you want to support us, go to Patreon.com/slash/ValueTown uh, and throw a pledge our way. We really, really appreciate it. And um, you know, you guys again are are the only ones that or are, are, are the main people that make this show happen. So really, really thank you guys for that. All right, that's going to be it, guys, for Value Town this week. So for Jackie, Chan, Ali Straza, and myself, Chan Man B, we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. See you later. Bye.